This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. I think speaking of things that happen in the presence, the retired constitutional court justice Edwin Cameron uh, who heads the Judicial Inspectorate for Correctional Services, told Parliament last Friday that he feels somewhat complicit in the insufficient response to the Tabo Besta prison uh, break. Uh, Justice Cameron appeared before Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services last week, um, which heard testimony, testimony related to events leading up to and after Con- the convicted rapist and murderer Tabo Besta's escape from the Mangaung Correctional Centre last May. Let's speak to uh, Justice Cameron, who does join us on the line. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Abisa. Let me just start with uh, you know, um, just a little bit of by way of perspective before we really delve, delve into the best matter here. You know, in terms of what you've been dealing with uh, since you have uh, been heading up uh, the um, jigs, as it's called for, for short, how unique in terms of the kind of um, escapes that you would be reported to you or that you would have to look into. This story obviously has got sense, is, is quite a sensational one. It's got a, a lot. It's one that has captured the attention, you know, the grabbed the attention of uh, um, the media and the country at large. But what was so unique ultimately about this one versus uh, others in the past that you would have dealt with? Absolutely staggering facts, uh, unbelievable, almost beyond credence, Tabisa. Mm. Uh, there are three of the most secure prisons in the country, Ebongweni, Pretoria, CMAX, and Mangong. Mm. Now, Mangong is the only one run by a private company. We have two private prisons uh, out of the 240 in, in our country. Mangong is run by an internationally powerful company, mm. which was supposed to see that it was run properly and failed uh, catastrophically. Mm. The even point is not only was Mangaung one of the three most secure facilities in our country, but Pablo Besta was in the most secure wing. He was in the isolation on mm. the single cell wing called Broadway at Mangaung. So for him to have walked out, and, and last week in Parliament, mm. well, the MP said this wasn't an escape, this was a walkout, walk mm. which adds to the disgrace. Uh, was really beyond belief. And the, the way it was staged, uh, people rightly say this is a fantasy story. And may I say, Tabisa, that partly explains the, 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 the delay in, in giving credence to the story and, mm. and responding to it as, as the MPs uh, last week wanted us to have responded earlier. Yeah. I mean, now with the benefit, of course, of 2020 hindsight, um, what do you believe was the what what, what was the behind the, your reluctance? I mean, something that you were taken to task for um, by the one of the members of parliament days last week says, you know, why couldn't you do more? Maybe to you know get, get a lighter fire under those officials, um, you know, but to get things moving on. What do you believe was behind your reluctance uh, to you know, or why did you not react in the way that we all have to this matter now? Well. There are many reasons, Tabisa. Uh, the one is that Dix is not responsible for reporting escapes. Mm. 
we have a new statute uh, after a constitutional court decision a few years ago that must secure us proper autonomy and independence. And in that statute, escapes must be reported to JICS. So we were responsible to investigate the death, which was uh, we eventually got the death certificate and, and, and we were investigating that. But we were not investigating the escape. The escape was the responsibility primarily of G4S and then of DCS, which is the Department of Correctional Services, and, of course, of SAPS. Now, DCS only reported an escape in this matter mm. to the SAPS in Bloemfontein in January, seven months after it happened. That was not our responsibility. Mm. Our responsibility for in Parliament was a difficult line of questions, uh, Tamisa, mm. where... Uh, starting with the with A justice spokesperson, Ms. Glynis Breitenbach, she mm. said, you've got stature, you've got a voice, you're a mm. former constitutional court judge. Why didn't you uh, ring the bell, blow the whistle, mm. shout out about this earlier? And I said, yes, I could have. She also said to me, why didn't you come to the parliamentary committee? And I said, yes, I could have. But of course, to be so, we, we've, we've alerted the parliamentary committee twice in the past mm. to what we think are grave issues, solitary confinement, the state of the phoenix mm. accused uh, in, 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 in Durban Westville, mm. and nothing happened. So that's why I eventually decided to turn to a, a well-trusted, non-profit media source run with impeccable integrity, which was ground up. Mm. But I mean, why ground up? I think it's something also that's come up is that uh, why uh, was there preference for them? Is it a story that they'd been investigating? Were you interacting with them? I mean, why did they receive, if I, for lack of a better word, uh, preference from you? Excellent question, Tavisa. Now, it, it was partly personal connection. After I stepped down from the bench, uh, Nathan Giffen, the editor, uh, asked me to serve with other people on the ground up board. Mm. Obviously, we do so without remuneration. Obviously, ground up is a non-profit. But more importantly to be so, is one of the unsung heroes of our aid struggle. For 10 years, mm. he was the lowly paid treasurer of the treatment action campaign. He mm. worked with Buisa, uh, with Buiseka Dabula, with Zaki Ahmed, with Mark Haywood, with the other heroes mm. in the treatment action campaign. He was the unsung one doing the tough work. So I knew Nathan from the Durban AIDS Conference in mm. 2000, and he is among a handful of people that I will stake my life on. As you say, it's unpaid. Is there uh, for you? Is there any hint of uh, a conflict here? You say what you do um, or what you did for Ground Up was uh, unpaid work, but uh, um, you know, as a result of the story that they got, it's been massive for them, and they would have obviously derived benefit, um, you know, in that way, uh, the kind of benefit that would also would have accrued to any other network, uh, maybe say News Twenty Four, whoever else, or Power for that matter, if you'd uh, given us the story. Very fair. Very fair to be so. Thank you. Uh, I, I, uh, and let me add to what you're saying. Uh, of course, this is uh, a maximized ground up's profile. And mm. you can go to donors and say, we're doing good work. We want to employ extra uh, uh, reporters. We want to expand our operations. So I concede that, but I didn't see it as a conflict. You can't do anything in this world without some complexity. Mm. I acknowledge that complexity, sure. but I hold fast that my motives were with the public interest uh, and entirely. 
Justin Edwin Cameron, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Pleasure, thank you. He is, of course, the head of Jigs, um, as it is known for short. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.